Parsha's Toldois begins with the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka. The Gemara says in Masechtas Gitten, it was the custom in Beitar that when a boy was born, the parents would plant a cedar tree. And when he eventually got married, the tree was cut down and the chuppah, the bridal canopy, was made out of the branches of that cedar tree. What message does this tradition convey? So the Pasik says in Tehillim, Tzadik Atomar Yifrach. The righteous one flourishes like the palm tree. As a cedar he grows. So is the tzaddik similar to a palm tree or a cedar tree? And the answer is, there are two types of tzaddikim. There are two ways a tzaddik can grow. Two approaches. Either like a palm tree or like a cedar tree. What's the difference? A cedar tree grows tall and strong. It's used for beams to build houses. But it does not produce any fruit. Why? Because all of its resources goes into its own strength. The palm tree, on the other hand, isn't nearly as tall or strong, but it produces delicious fruits. So one tzaddik's approach is growing himself. All of his focus is on growing up to be the best he can be. And he's not concerned in sharing his knowledge and helping others grow. He's similar to the cedar tree. The other tzaddik is willing to sacrifice of himself to educate others and elevate others around him. He's like the palm tree. So the rationale behind cutting down the cedar tree before marriage is because we tell the chasen, until now your focus was on your learning, on educating yourself and growing and accumulating as much knowledge as possible. But now that phase of your life is over. So we cut down the cedar tree. And we tell him, now that you're getting married, your mission is to sacrifice of yourself and educate others. Help others grow. Share your time and that knowledge with your family you're about to build. Be like the palm tree. Produce fruit and share that knowledge. Klal Yisrael has a custom that the chasen breaks a glass under the chuppah. What's the reason behind this minik? So it's this same idea. Because all of his life, he was always concerned about filling up his glass, his needs, his wants. But now we tell him, break your glass. From now on, it's about filling another person's needs and desires. It's known that they called Noach a tzaddik in pelts, a righteous man in a fur coat. Why so? Because there are essentially two ways of keeping warm on a cold night. You can either wear a warm fur coat or you can light a fire. Wear a coat and you're warm only yourself. Light a fire and you're warm others as well. Avraham Avinu taught us that when we're raising a Jewish family, we need to light a fire and ignite others. That was his mantra, reaching out, educating people about Abayra Elam and bringing them Tachas Kamfei Hashchina. In Parshas Lech Lecha, the Torah tells us when Hashem instructed Avraham to leave his land and his birthplace, the Pasik says that he took all of his possessions and He took along all the people that he converted to Yiddishkeit. But if that's the case, why does the Pasik use the singular expression Why doesn't the Torah use the term nefashos, plural? Didn't Avram inspire myriads of people? So I saw a wonderful idea from Rabshol Alta, the Gerash Yeshiva. He said, Avram is teaching us a vital lesson in Kirif. If you want to connect and bring a Jew closer to Yiddishkeit, you must understand the Esanefesh, singular. 
Every Jew, every Yiddish neshama is valuable. Every Jew is a universe. Avram was able to influence thousands of people because he made each person feel special. To Avram, every person was a treasure. Every Jew was an oilem molay. That was Avram's approach. One nefesh and another nefesh, another world, another universe. And if it was a slow day, he influenced himself. He brought himself closer. And when people recognized the care and the compassion he displayed, they wanted to join and become part of Klal Yisrael. Every day we receive tragic news from the front lines. We are afraid to open up our phones in the morning. Another soldier, another father of three has fallen in battle. Another mother sitting shiva for her 20-year-old son. Another precious neshama lost. Another empty seat by the Shabbos table. Another heart that will never be whole again. It's one tragedy after another, and we are crushed. We feel so helpless, and we think, what can I do? I'm just one person, and I'm 6,000 miles away. But we have to remember Avram's mantra, Even if we can't influence others, we can always influence our own nefesh. We can always inspire ourselves. And those positive actions will impact those around us. And when they are inspired to don a pair of tzitzes or put on tefillin or say Shema Yisrael, that's another nefesh and another step closer to our Yeshua. So shed the coat and light a fire. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.